You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Desperate Housewives. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Desperate Housewives news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for Desperate Housewives. Hello, Desperate Housewives fans. I am Roxy Stryer, along with co-host... Sarah Stratton. And in the booth, we have DJ Jesse Janity. Hello, hello. What up? Uh, so, happy early Halloween to everybody. We had a very spooky episode tonight. Can we agree that this was very Halloween appropriate? I can agree that the burial part of, of it was appropriate, but I was really disappointed in the lack of costumes on the lane this year. Although, where we would like to start by talking, the best costume I did see was Glinda, Susan Delfino. Definitely off took the, the blonde cake. wig. Uh, we were talking about last week how w- what all the different women would be and who we thought would have the best costume, and wah wah. Yep, only uh, really Susan there. Just Susan, but she went balls to the wall uh, and looked great as a blonde. I'm going to give it to her. I thought she was sexy. I actually thought she pulled it off as well, and I like how they, I felt like this year was more focused on the kids' costumes than the adults' costumes, so I thought it was funny how she was the good witch, though, and her son was a robot. Yeah. Didn't you think she'd, like, match him? Yeah, something like that. I I think usually parents try to go as, like, the counterpart to whatever their kid is. Um, But but Susan just went off in her own little world. As if she was the kid dressing up. She is very childish sometimes. But okay, so about that for a second. There's this whole incident with Susan that's been going on for weeks where she's taking a, an art class uh, with a guy named Jasper. Um, and I thought... Isn't that his name? No, oh, no, 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 no. no. Jasper's the name of the son. With the... Andre. Andre. Andre mm-hmm. is his name, right. His son's name is Jasper. Very good. Or if you can even call him his son. Uh, so Andre is a guy that Susan has been looking for his approval from day one. He's a famous artist, he's teaching this class, he's pretentious, uh, he does what he wants, and she looks up to him. And finally, she has this revelation during tonight's episode, listen, I've been trying so hard to get you to like me, and now I realize I don't like you. You're a crappy person. Uh, and I thought the most interesting part about this whole dynamic was his response to that kind of, in the end, he turns around and says, listen, my life, my goal, everything about me is art, that is what consumes me, and I, I really don't have time for anything else. Uh, is that an accurate depiction of an artist's life? If art is your life, then does that always come first, and should that be the way it is? And he, well, he also goes so far to say, as it's not really a choice. He mentioned right. that it can just happen to you. Um, I think that some people make that an ex- almost like an excuse. Yeah. But I feel like 
children and life is supposed to be what inspires art. So how can you turn your back on it and call yourself like an artist? Like isn't art supposed to be about like experience and and how you feel and what you see? Like if you're shutting yourself off to everything, how far can you really grow or go? 100%. And and he talks about how uh, he sees pain in Susan and that he's going to pull it out of her. But how could she have pain if she had no feelings or relations? Um, But also I thought this was an interesting choice for a character because – I do think there are a lot of people in the world who feel the same way Andre does. But I don't think there are a lot of people in the world who watch this show who feel the same way Andre does. So who, what audience were they trying to relate to there? Was he supposed to be the person everybody hates? Because I felt like they were trying to explain where he was coming from and uh, they were trying to make him more humanistic. When really for me, for the people who watch this show, if, if really they could relate, they wouldn't be watching television. Does that make any sense? I agree. I don't think that they're going to find too many Andre-type people watching Desperate Housewives. So what was the point in putting in this character? Why did they add him to this final season? The only thing I can really think of is having people who've encountered, like women who've encountered people who, like, diminish them for being moms or diminish their like dreams because they're mom or they have to go pick up their kid from soccer and then they go into like the work or into an area passion someone's like oh you don't have time for this you have other responsibilities yeah and they i think they're trying to get people to understand more why why that man is the way he is because it was interesting to me i thought this was going to just be like i'd be able to brush it off and they were going to put this character in and susan was going to convince him you're right i'm going to be the best dad and that's what i'm going to be but they didn't do that uh and he kept saying he did say a little bit that he was he said he would try to be a better father but he said no matter what my my passion my art's going to come first yes and if that is really what somebody thinks there's no changing that there's there's no nothing a person can do so I guess, what do you have to do at that point? Just find a certain respect for that kind of guy? Or do you hope that you can change him and that she she can keep trying and maybe he will prioritize being a father more? I think you, there's a point where you just have to accept that people can choose how they want to run their own lives and it's not your responsibility to think say that your way is right. So I might not agree with it because I feel bad for the kid who just wants to go trick-or-treating and... And is reading books child. on how to uh, prepare for nuclear attacks, which is hysterical. How old was that kid? Seven? Around. You like, know. What kind of kid? He's like, the people of Nagasaki never saw it coming. Scary. That's scary. Like, was he planning how to prepare in case he's hit or prepare to hit somebody? Who knows? With what he is... I mean, his father's all about the darkness and the pain, so... I loved that, how they had those, uh, the juxtaposition of him saying um, about trick-or-treating, I'd rather you stab me with a knife, and flashes to his dad saying the same thing. It's like, Apple does not far, far, fall far from the tree, for sure. For sure. But, okay, so we, we see the scene with Susan, and I'm glad that she finally came to the realization that it's not her, it's him. And that it's not her that's a not likable person, it's him who just is an asshole or a little more to him that's not fair i just kind of defended him for a little bit and then i called him an asshole i didn't mean it but okay moving on anyway so then we have uh a more humorous situation uh with renee and the new boy on the block ben 
And this episode really focused on trying to amp up their chemistry, but still... Which was bizarre because of what we've been seeing. Girls, I hate to interrupt, but would you like to take a caller? Oh, we would love to. Carl, you're on the line. What's your name? Where are you from? Hey, guys. This is Derek. Oh, hello, Derek. And I interrupted you midstream. You were about to talk about Renee and Ben. Yes, we are. Is there anything you wanted to add about Susan and Andre, the not-asshole artist or asshole artist, however you want to look at him? You know, Susan, the only thing that I would love to add is, um, of course, everyone's seen the show by now. She looks great as a blonde. That's what I was saying. She's Doesn't sexy she look blonde. Good? I missed just the first few minutes of your show because for some reason my stream wasn't refreshing. So. Oh, yeah. No, we, like we were here. We were here thinking, damn, you go, girl. You rocked that blonde We wig. embraced the giant dress and Goldilocks curls. It reminded me of the yeah. days of when she was housekeeping and, and wearing sexy little outfits. <laughs> I know. I miss that storyline a lot. Okay, but, you so... You know, I was, a, I was a little disappointed, though, that we didn't see any of the other housewives in costume. Yeah. Uh, Sarah was talking about how we saw a lot more of the kids' costumes this year, and we didn't get to see what little slutty French-made Gabby outfit would become. Or, or last year, how who was it? Wasn't it Renee and Marilyn Monroe gay guys who like both dressed up as the same thing? I even thought we saw previews that we were going to see people in costumes, but we didn't. They just kind of failed on that point. Instead, we yeah, got an allergic. Overall, break. I thought it was kind of a disappointing Halloween episode. You know. Yeah, the only thing that I appreciated was uh, it was a little more eerie. They, they tried to play down the comedy at some points and, and play up the creepiness, which was Halloween-esque, I suppose. What did you guys think of um, Carlos at the AA meeting? Because I swear that guy is the Allstate guy. You swear? You know, you know, you know what I'm talking about? When Carlos walks in the meeting, the guy's like, hey, welcome. The meeting's over, but do you want to talk to me? Isn't that the guy who does those that Allstate commercials? That is not the Allstate guy. I don't think it's that the Allstate, Allstate guy. That is not the Allstate guy. It is not. Okay, if it's not, then it's his son or his brother. <laughs> I see what you're saying, I think. <laughs> I was like, what is he talking about? All state what? No, you mean like all state insurance, all state. Yes, all state car insurance. I swear that's his guy. I'm calling my friend Scott, the casting director, to ask him if it's him. Oh, you've it got is call. not him. If it's him, Trust I stand me, I watch so much TV that I know all of those commercials that it's not okay. him. Okay. That's I'm going to talk to Scott this week. We'll get to the bottom of this. Okay, definitely. We'll, we'll know for next week. But anyway, moving on to a little bit for um, Renee and Ben. And the situation here, definitely the funniest part of the show. So Renee goes to get some, what was it, women's love potion? Love uh, potion from Chinatown. From, like, exactly. from Chinatown. Uh, and uh, this is the you better know what you're taking before you take it lesson of the show. Okay, I thought it would maybe be some some simple syrup or some saline or something fake. What the hell was in this potion that she was allergic to? Who knows? But really, really, she's going to take like three vials full? <laughs> As Come if on. she has a problem ever getting horny. She's but the you one know, who... you totally saw this coming, though, when she was standing in front of the mirror and she just kept, like, dumping more and more doses down her throat. We knew something bad was going to happen, right? A hundred percent. We knew. But you know what I was thinking, but Sarah quickly corrected me. I thought that maybe she was going to take it and she was going to be making out with Ben and that Ben was going to have an allergic reaction and having to be <laughs> like, what did you eat? What did you eat? And then she would have to tell him or something like that. Oh. But that's not what happened. Uh, just as humorous, though. Her face, oh my God. 
was great. Was that a, that was like the costume of the week? Actually, it looked like witch gone wrong. She had like warts and all. Her that face. was pretty killer. You know, years ago, Vanessa Williams was in this play uh, in downtown L.A. at the Amundsen Theater. She was in Into the Woods, a Stephen mm-hmm. Sondheim musical, and she played the role of the witch, and she was awesome in it. And that's what tonight's episode reminded me of when her face blew up like that, because you've got to admit, her nose was pretty messed up. Oh, my oh, God, no, definitely. And, and definitely she deserves a call-out for that, because she was absolutely amazing. Like, that's a extremely difficult like uh, vocal role i believe like it's a it's an intense musical yeah like yeah. it's not just like sing talking it's like singing singing wait sarah do you yeah. want to talk a little bit about um the hospital scene when she was hiding under the bed uh sarah had a little story to share about hiding under the sheets so oh. you know how renee like hid under the sheets in the hospital <laughs> yeah 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 um i was telling roxy as we were doing watching this show today that is me I never realized how embarrassing it is it's until her go-to I watch someone else do it. But Wait I do that. That is you, like, in what situation? Like, I do that all the time in real life. Like, like when I don't understand either. In what situation are you just talking to somebody and you just stick your head under the covers because you're embarrassed? <laughs> yeah. Like with a boy? Oh, like whenever I'm having, like, a serious conversation and I'm, like, in a bed, all of a sudden if I feel like I need to say something that's too revealing about myself or if I get nervous I just curl up in a ball under my covers one of the oh, many endearing Sarah. qualities yes That's and sweet. no it's not I watched it on this episode and I went wow I look retarded you know what <laughs> I I kind of liked seeing Renee do this though and I thought it was I thought it was cool because she um her character were so accustomed to her being so overly confident, so sexual. Even I'm at my mom's house tonight in Salt Lake City. Even my mom walked in the room and she was like, oh, my gosh, this show is risque because Renee talks about having sex on the first date. But I sort of liked it when the, when the episode wrapped up and she was in the hospital bed covering her face with a sheet. Have we ever really seen that side of Renee before except when she was talking about being abused when she was younger? I was just about to say the only time we ever see it is when she's talking about her past and, and she's trying so hard to always run from her past and hide from it that you very rarely see embarrassed Renee or self-conscious Renee. So I liked right. this a lot, too. I agree, totally. And I thought it was cute that they ended up cuddling. Yeah. That uh, was sweet. But what do we think about uh, the chemistry that we were seeing between Ben and Bree? and was that just a fluke? Or I, I thought that was going to pick up way quicker, but now we see him being more into Renee. What's going on there? I was mm. so confused like, the other episode, I totally saw their chemistry building when she was, like, talking in the boardroom. And then today, when she threw eggs at his house, it was like it didn't, there was no chemistry at all. And then he was totally going for Renee, and I was like, was that other episode, like, a mistake? Did they not realize it was coming off As that clarity? Way? I don't know. Or is, is, it was just really weird, and it was so focused. Each episode, like this one, so focused on Renee, and the other one was so focused on Bree. I can't figure out what they're trying to say. What do you think about that, Derek? Well, I don't know, because I I share your confusion, and 
this Renee Ben situation, I think, seems totally contrived. I, I mean, to me, it doesn't seem like they have any chemistry at all. But maybe that's because Renee has been so heavy-handed. Um, it, you know, she's so aggressive with him that it just—it's never seemed like he could even possibly be attracted to her. I agree. It, I think it would work better if he was more of a pushover, but he's not, and she's so aggressive with him, but he's hes also a very manly man, so I don't really see the chemistry, and all of a sudden in tonight's episode when they both say, well, I like you, well, I like you too, I was kind of like, well, I don't like you guys together, so what's going on? I was thinking about this a little, and as much as I want Renee to have someone stable and be in a relationship, because I think it's an interesting wait for her to go, I could never see them functioning for, like, more than a week as a couple. Totally. I, I totally agree. Uh, but it was a cute scene, at least. Uh, I appreciated what they were trying to do. The chemistry just isn't there for me yet. Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah, uh, I, I hope we don't have to see that, that relationship develop, because I'm bored with it before it even started. I know. I feel you. Uh, but speaking of relationships, moving on to one that is falling apart... Lynette and Tom's, and this new girl, Jane, I believe her name is, Jane. Uh, okay, so we see this scenario where Penny, Lynette and Tom's daughter, is, get, is getting dressed up for Halloween, and, you know, Penny just wants to be this swan. She wants this swan costume that she says Jane can help her make. But Lynette, being the woman she is, refuses to let her take part in this and says she's going to make a costume. Uh, okay, that's the first problem with this. Lynette doesn't sew. Uh, as far as Halloween costume goes, she can cut holes in sheets for eyes, and that's a ghost for her. What was she thinking here? What the hell was going on? Why did she think she could accomplish this? I would... I Okay, when I was watching this, I thought it was completely inappropriate for Jane or this new woman to volunteer to be the costume maker for her brand new boyfriend's daughter's Halloween costume. Right. Like, I thought that was, I just think that's over the line. Like, maybe it's because I came from a family where my mom did make my Halloween costumes. And Lynette, if she wants to cut a hole in sheets or if she just wants to buy a costume from somewhere, like, she should be able to buy one, whatever. She should be able to do it. So, Jane, I didn't understand until this episode that Jane and Tom, I guess, are officially seeing each other. That uh, before he was just calling it coffee or dinner, so they're dating now. And yeah, that was kind of a super fast uh, transition. Yeah, very fast. And but he he's still in counseling with Lynette. I think so. I I haven't seen them say that they're no longer. What do you guys think about the little cat costume? Uh, in my opinion, minus the whip. <laughs> I didn't think it was provocative enough. I, I wish that they had gone, like, way over the top, had it be, like, a little bra and a little mini skirt and the whip and something completely dominatrix and leather. Uh, yeah, it was I like, agree with you. I mean, it was a I little slutty. I thought it slutty. was a little conservative. Exactly, and I kind of was like, wow, they, sh- they could have played this scene up to the most extreme. It could have been hysterical, but instead it was, like, it was questionable. I was but I expecting- think the job of the whip is what, you know, put it put it over the top, having the whip there. But all I could keep thinking, though, is when they said, oh, are you sure a skirt didn't come with that? I was thinking, no, no, a skirt's going to ruin that outfit. Yeah. And it's just like <laughs> a pair of simple black tights. Don't destroy it. It's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. But she is 13 years old. <laughs> That's awesome, definitely. Oh, how is she 13? 
Something like that, right? I mean, she's Around like early there. junior high age. Yeah, I guess so. But I don't know. I was looking. My sister is 15, and I'm looking at pictures of her and her friend from Halloween. And this costume wasn't that far off. I will say. I don't know whether that's a comment more on the show or my sister, though. <laughs> Well, listen, I'm going to let you two ladies wrap up um, uh, this show. I'm going to jump off the line. It's uh, it's after midnight where I am. But the one last thing that I do want to add, and maybe you discussed this at the top of the show and I missed it, uh, what did you all think of Juanita's costume? Oh, the egg. The giant egg. I will tell you that this costume is sitting in my apartment right now. Come on. I swear to gosh. It is sitting there, uh, worn by my roommate. So I thought that alone was hilarious. But yeah, I, I you enjoyed You have got to be kidding me. I thought it was probably a custom-made deal for Juanita. And I thought, poor Juanita. Like, why are they always picking on her and, like, sort of featuring her I'm shocked that Gabby would let her children wear bacon and eggs. <laughs> yes, that was what I was going to say. I was like, wouldn't you expect Gabby to be like, no, we're going to make this girly or something i know i know well anyway thank you so much for calling in derek and have a happy halloween tomorrow uh you've got big plans yourself don't you yeah my little niece is bella in london we are we're gonna go trick-or-treating here and uh somehow i need to come up with a cow costume because bella is obsessed with cows and um i know it's not sexy but it's practical in this cold weather well worst comes to worst you can just call lynette and ask if she can sew one up for you real quick (laughs) Exactly, exactly. I, I hear she, she knows a good mail order service. Exactly. Okay, well, good night, good night, sweet dreams. Okay, girls, have fun. See you Bye. next week. Bye. Bye. Okay, so we've covered almost everything except for the one huge thing, the way the show picks up and the way it leaves us. Okay, so the this, body. Is the, this is the body. This is the whole season so far. Uh, we start the episode with, uh, Bree and Gabby and Lynette, and they are standing over what we can all assume is an empty grave. Uh, and sure enough, by the end of the episode, we see that it is. Um, okay, what the hell happened here? Uh, we can we can get into little details, but I just want to jump right into it. What is going on? There's nobody in the grave, and uh, we see them try to get frogs. We see them try to sabotage the fact that this is soon to be dug up but now it's dug up what happened um really i think that it has to be the person who left the note they have to be the person who dug it up because it's it's a grave they knew exactly where it was it was pretty clear cut and obviously none of the women knew about it so i don't think it was any of their husbands even though the guy chasing them with the flashlight looked like tom um I think it has to be the person who left the note in in Bree's mailbox saying that they knew what she did. What do you think the possibilities are that it was Carlos or Mike? I think Carlos is a little too consumed, I mean, with his guilt right now, that he wasn't thinking about doing that. I guess it's getting a little into predictions, except it's not predicting because it's already happened. You know what I mean? But I don't know. My, my theory maybe was after... Susan told Mike maybe he realized he already has all this guilt on his hands. He can't let his wife get caught. She told him exactly where it is. Maybe he went and dealt with it. Maybe. Something like that. But I feel like if it was Mike, he would have re-put in all the dirt. Yeah, that was sketchy. They they just left all the dirt out. Like, obviously, in the shape of a large rectangle. 
<laughs> Maybe they're going to go fill it back in tomorrow. But not with the contractors. Uh, but what did you think about this storyline so far? How are you feeling about it? Are you getting sick of it? Or do you think it's nice carrying us through the season? Um, I think next week they're going to have to give us another big hint or another suspect about who left the note or about who has the body. You because need something. It's kind of it's kind of dying for me. Okay. I, I'm not too happy with it. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I think we can skip ahead and jump into I don't know if we have uh, news and gossip for this week. No, we we don't because we don't want any right now. We just want to skip right ahead into predictions. And now, your after buzz TV Okay, so basically we just covered a, a lot of who we thought maybe dug up the grave, but how are we going to find, are we going to find this out next episode, next week, or is no. it's going to drag on? It's going to drag on. I do not think we're finding out who did this next week. I think we're going to deal with a huge mess of Bree still trying to, something with the contractors. Um, I don't think, they've been dragging out for so many episodes and we found out so little in right. these episodes. I don't think they're just going to lay it all out there next week we didn't see much in scenes to come uh, we didn't see much we did see a little bit of Brie with the detective who is who do we want him to come back into the season a lot more i kind of missed their relationship i liked them together i kind of hope that maybe she confides in him and he can help them out i'm fine if he comes back and is like normal if he's that like crazy like crazy eyes guy which is what I'm guessing he will be instead. I'm gonna get annoyed. I, I totally agree. Uh, we also see a little bit of more, a little bit more of Jane overstepping her boundaries, which where, is inappropriate. Where do we think that's gonna go? Uh, is Tom gonna cut the kibosh on that, or is he gonna let it go a little further? I think it might be a cat fight. It's about to be a what girl fight? Yeah, I I kind of agreeing with you there. Um, what about the fact that they didn't have Susan come with them to the grave? Oh, yes. They mentioned a little bit of a... It seemed like they were mentioning almost like a rift cutting in between Susan and the girls. Yeah. Do you think that's an art thing or a grave thing? I think they're going to make it an art thing. Okay. Something like that. Uh, I think that this episode, uh, talking to Andre the artist, was a little bit of foreshadowing of what Susan's life might start to look like, unfortunately. Which wouldn't work if we had many more seasons, but might work. I think that's going to be very difficult for them to pull off. I, mean, I think so, too. They've spent the last season and a half making Susan into a lamb. I don't think she can just flip and become, like, a soulless being or I something. Totally, yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm not sure, though. I really don't know where they're going with that. What about Carlos and the alcohol? And, get, and Gabby just brushing it off every time. That is going to continue and get way worse. He's going to let something out or do something way worse than walking into an auditorium with Gabby's friends just being Is the Allstate guy going to come back? <laughs> Whoever he is as a sponsor? Well, since the Allstate guy has never been in it. No. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Will, will he be? Is that going to be Carlos's sponsor and he's going to get the help he needs and everything will turn out fine? I think he's going to be a new character. Uh, they made a little bit of too big of a deal, deal out of nothing. Yes. Okay. So I, I think that's about all we were given, uh, and we can wrap it up there unless you have any other last-minute predictions. Mm. 
This was the last Halloween episode of Desperate Housewives. I know. I, I think that they owe us like a costume Valentine's Day special where everybody dresses up Halloweeny or something. New Year's or something. Or Christmas or something. Christmas something. Okay, we can hope for that. Well, thank you for listening, and thank you very much, Derek, for calling in. Happy Halloween to everybody. I hope you dress up extremely well to make up for the lack of dresses on tonight's uh, episode. And take it away, Jesse. Thank you. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzzTV. Buzz you later. AfterBuzz. AfterBuzz. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.